Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to Send Youth Podcast. It's been a long time. But oh boy, this season is worth the wait. Our guest for today is Evil Saint, who is hands down the god of productivity. This man is known for his vast spectrum of knowledge, be it social dynamics, mindset, spirituality, productivity or any other thing you can imagine. This conversation started as a brief look into planning, discipline and general productivity. and then headed to some very interesting esoteric ideas you wouldn't want to miss out on before we get into this conversation there's a quick announcement sendyuts podcast is shifting to a new home its own website at sendyuts.in that is s e n d d u d e s.in sendyuts.in you can listen to all the episodes on the website itself along with some of the highest quality essays by the hosts and in the very near future you'll be getting the transcripts of the episodes on the website as well so do check out the website after listening to this episode and without much further ado presenting episode 21 welcome to the show evil saint thanks for coming here yeah i'm really uh, honored to be a guest on this podcast evil saint it's a, it's an absolute honor to have you on the podcast both me and nishmita are a regular reader of your telegram channel and we follow a lot of things you say and uh, it's interesting to read your stuff on telegram also i remember when i first followed you i i chuckled a bit because of your username evil saint i think it's the greatest oxymoron of the of the of all the time evil saint saint is someone who is virtuous and ethical and moral and evil is someone who is not Yeah, I actually chose the name because I I believe that life is like an oxymoron. It it's it's more like a stable paradox. Not not exactly a one-way road. You can't say you're just good because there are times when you need to be evil as well. Not evil for the sake of being evil, but because it's necessary, you know? And sometimes you have to be good. Not because you want to be good, but because being good is the productive thing to do so i thought that putting those two very different perspectives together is what makes a whole more like the yin and yang well i personally love your telegram channel i've been recommending it to everyone and uh, recently while we are recording you just have announced a new book the manipulator's bible can you tell us something about it and uh, Most importantly, you said it's a free product. So, what's the thinking behind this? Oh, well, I thought that you know, since I've been making a lot of posts and uh, especially the uh, Machiavellian magazines, a lot of the followers in the Telegram channel love that particular series, the Machiavellian magazines. It talks about manipulation, which is like the central theme. of the telegram channel. I talk about other things too, but I'm mostly focused on manipulation. And the reason for this is because I believe in life if if you're not manipulating, you're getting manipulated. So I mean, even even when people don't mean to manipulate you, they they might just end up manipulating you. You know, um emotionally, sometimes logically, sometimes unconsciously. Women do it, your family does it, your friends will do it. I mean, Nearly everybody will manipulate you for their own personal gain whether they want to or they don't maybe it's uh 
premeditated or it's in instantaneous so it's very advantageous for you to know when these things are happening so that you can protect yourself from being manipulated to understand what is happening like the social dynamics that is happening between you and the person you're interacting with whether you're about to make a concession that you shouldn't whether you should take a different route from the one that you're planning to take and i noticed that a lot of people love the machiavellian maxim so i was like okay i will compile these things of course i will take my time to um go into detail about most of the things i've written and explain step by step how you can protect yourself from being manipulated as well as how you can manipulate others that's if you want to i don't really endorse like manipul go going about manipulating people but if you want to it's it's fine i'm not really against it because it's what i talk about all the time so i can't really be against it so i wanted to make like a more comp uh condensed you know material that someone can read at a go and understand the basics the most important things that you should know when dealing with these things so you can always extrapolate into the situation and you know it'll, it'll be beneficial for you and i was like i don't want to sell this because the telegram channel is not a paid group or anything it's uh it's it's where i come to share some of the things i learn and some of my experiences so i was like okay i'm gonna make it free and if anybody wants to pay for it it's fine you can always pay for it or you can pay zero dollars for it it's it's all fine but it's available for you and i've been extremely busy so i was like okay i want to see the amount of interest on this particular product if people really want it then i will create time for it and i said if they made 50 comments saying yes i would go ahead and do it in the next 14 days and i think we're about to hit 50 so people really want it which means that it's it's definitely gonna come out in the next 14 days at this very moment we are at 49 so by the time this podcast will be released i think your book will be completed <laughs> yeah it's already yeah you know everything that i need for it it's it's already like bubbling my in my head i need to just put it down and start arranging everything so i've started planning the time i'm going to use to create it and i think maybe in a week or so it'll be available for everybody to get and i think a lot of people find it beneficial so it, it really makes me happy when young men and women like they arm themselves against these the world is a very dangerous place and you need to arm yourself against these uh you know external forces that are trying to use you for their own personal gain you should be able to protect yourself as well as you know do things for your own personal gain to be able to advance whatever course it is that you're on yeah the word manipulation gets a lot of bad connotation like whenever i or we talk about manipulation and you can when we say that you can use it for good many and many a majority of people will disagree that saying that manipulation is a very bad thing and it always gets a bad connotation manipulation is always bad is there another way we can convince people or is it always a manipulation that is a tool we can use to convince people well you know even from a young age i had this intuitive understanding that manipulation is not really bad it's it depends on how you frame it like if i told a kid that if he didn't read his books 
per se and these books were very useful for him if i told him that if you don't read these books you know the the big bad wolf is gonna come and eat you at night he's gonna be scared and he'll definitely read those books of course i've manipulated him because i told him something that is not true and believing what i said he did something that would help him the methods i use are not direct methods they're not sincere they are manipulative but the end results are actually beneficial to the person that i impose these methods on so that is how you measure manipulation it doesn't necessarily mean that you're trying to get something from someone or use somebody you could use it to help someone you could tell someone that if you watch porn your brain is going to shrink we know that technically that is not correct but it's a very good way of getting people to stop a destructive habit something that is definitely not helping them and is rather pulling them backwards it's manipulative but it's for the greater good now the reason why most people think that manipulation is evil is because most manipulators are very selfish people who use it for their own gain they are not really concerned about you they do it for themselves they do it to gain something from you or to get you to do something that is going to benefit them rather than you or anybody else and that is why people have you know they have this negative connotation of the word manipulation and it, it's it's really fine because most people the people that actually have this connotation are not people that are interested in the manipulation or you know or the social dynamics or anything they are people that just have opinions and if you even bother to spend maybe let's say five minutes you know uh checking into what these things are you would have a much different opinion than this manipulation is evil thing so if if someone considers manipulation an evil thing i don't think you should try to even convince him because you already know the kind of person he is you know a simple person a simple minded person who has an opinion on something that they have definitely not you know uh checked one or two to see what it's all about yeah manipulation is a very interesting topic when you look at it this way like there are bad manipulation there are good manipulation for good manipulation for example if you if someone's struggling with a habit and you talk someone out you manipulate them to get rid of that habit it's a good manipulation it's for the well-being of a person as for bad manipulation the most common example what's happening with the covid situation what government is doing with people that's bad manipulation also what i have observed is people who study manipulation majorly these people don't study manipulation to you know manipulate others they study manipulation to stay safe to secure themselves to avoid themselves from getting manipulated yes that that is exactly why i opened this telegram channel i'm not really trying to get people to start manipulating others but it's more like uh, having a weapon if you have a weapon you can protect yourself you can also use it aggressively to attack right but most importantly you can protect yourself with it and that is what matters the most for instance i don't think there's a way for you to manipulate the government concerning the covid situation you can't really manipulate the government but you need to have the manipulative weapons to understand that okay you're tr- they're, they're trying to manipulate you into these things they're trying to coerce you you know into doing certain things that you shouldn't be doing for instance they said that um they they wrote explicitly on the covid vending machines or whatever they said these uh 
sorry the mask vending machines not the covid vending machines they said these masks do not protect you against covid right and then they said that everybody should wear a mask so why do we need to wear a mask when these things don't protect us from covid and then they said we should double mask and then they said hey how about you triple mask it it, it makes no sense but you know people have been brainwashed to the point that they just follow whatever the government says and they think okay it's for my own good because the government has told them that we're doing this for your own good and this is very deep it's not something that is like uh as, as shallow as most people think it is it's very deep rooted uh manipulative techniques that the government has used on certain people and of course just like the black lives matter movement people's need to belong to a particular faction that they consider the outliers of those that they consider weird like if i accept the job like to get the covid vaccine then i am an outlier from those who think that they are special and are refusing to take the covid jab it's the same thing as people supporting black lives matter you see white white people supporting black lives matter what exactly are they doing they want to belong to a group that they consider like an outlier from the regular white people group because i i don't see the point of white people supporting black lives matter so the ones that do want to belong to a group that they consider an outlier and that is what the 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 movement uses against them it uses that need to belong to a particular group that is somehow special for being different from what is supposed to be the norm that is the manipulative technique they use against these people and then these people they they are even more dedicated to the black lives matter movement even more dedicated to the covid movement than the government you know than the originators of the particular movement that is a very strong manipulative technique and something like in the this book Orwell's 1984 if you read that book you you'll see a lot of these things in there yeah on a more primitive context this thing that you said about people's need to feel included or belonged to a certain way of thinking that is the mainstreamed way of thinking this is generally linked to women's psychology and what we are seeing right now is not limited to them It really fascinates me how people can't think for themselves. We really lack critical independent thinkers. And in my opinion this is what makes them so vulnerable to such manipulations. What do you think are the insecurities that are triggered that lead people to get manipulated on such a mass scale where everything is pretty much scrutinized? We all know governments don't have our best interests in their mind. Yet the majority believes them. You know the real problem is not that everything is out there in the open the problem is just like you said we lack critical independent thinkers if you asked somebody like let's say um your average joe you asked him why is this this and why is x y z the way it is their ability to like provide a coherent reason or an explanation for this thing determines which faction they're going to join Now people who don't want to think want the government to do the thinking for them. And why is that so? Because the government holds the most power, of course. The um it's just like uh think about it think about it like this. They are like children, right? <clears throat> If um let's say John John has a father and he also has a brother, right? If John's brother and his father were having an argument, John would by default support his father 
that is just the way things are why because he believes that his father has more authority in the house of course his father provides for the house he takes care of the house he has more authority even though his brother might be right john will by default support his father because he believes his father has the most chances of winning and he believes that if if he were to identify with his father he would seem more legitimate than identifying with the minority or what you might call the outlier like the weirdo my brother is arguing with my father how can i support my brother you understand it's funny in a way so people who don't want to think by default support the government because they don't want to think about what is happening they just the government wants to keep us safe so let's just support the government don't make this any more difficult than it is you know just take the job they said it's you know whatever stay in those it's just a couple of months you know wear the mask it's not really a big inconvenience or anything they don't really want to think about what is happening they just want to get through it because it's stressing them out it's making them think and they hate doing that so they just follow the government because if you decide to follow those who are saying no we don't want to take the vaccine no we don't want to wear masks then you are forced to think what is happening here you have to think nobody's going to think for you you have to think because you can't support this course without having your own coherent reasons if someone were to ask you so why are you doing this you can't reference anybody you can't reference any articles online you can't reference any newspapers you have to think for yourself and you have to give your own reasons as to why and this is what people hate doing they just want to see things support them and not have to like defend their position this is why by default majority of people are supporting the government saying that let's just take the vaccine it's not a big of a deal you're not going to die it reduces it reduces the uh, the chances of you getting covid it protects you from people who have covid or it protects others who don't have covid if you might have covid you know wear the mask it's not a big inconvenience it's not like you can't breathe or anything they just don't want to think it's very very simple if you understand this they don't want to think so they they go with the side that requires the least amount of thinking so that they can just support something and then you know cry outrage when someone goes against their own opinions or what they're supporting because it it's like it stresses them out and they want simple things they don't want to be responsible for themselves they want to, they don't want to be responsible for anything they just want to follow a leader and then you know probably get to a safe heaven but you know that's all a lie and in the end you know they just end up being stupid because if you don't want to think you're going to follow someone who's probably misleading you and that is the the utmost level of stupidity you're following someone and you don't even know where you're following them to perhaps they don't even have your best interest at heart which we have already seen with the government they don't have our best interest at heart that is exactly what is happening with the majority of people who are supporting the government in this covid movement wow this this was wonderfully explained that where this thing originates people don't really want to think for themselves and they'll side with the side where they where they need to think the least this really makes a lot of sense and historically anyone who has read a little bit of history they know whenever such situations occur where government or the ruling institution they force people to live in a certain way where this thing ends up this always without exception ends up in a fascist authoritarian regime it's funny how 1984 went from a fictional novel to a government's handbook won't be long until the normalized war is peace freedom is slavery ignorance is strength
you know the most the most common one is you post something online maybe you an opinion of yours and then some some dude or some you know woman who should probably not be online just comes up and is like what's your source i mean that is probably the most um thoughtless thing to, to ask someone your source what do you mean by asking someone you're asking someone to give you a source why does the person need to give you a source that source that you're asking for is also a human being who thought about this thing right and explained it and you want someone to reference a source it's just you admitting that you don't believe you have the ability to think for yourself and come to cogent reasons for things happening or maybe uh, form coherent thoughts so you need someone to do that thinking for you so therefore you believe that everybody else needs another person to do that thinking for them so if someone should post something they should have a source because because you need a source it's it's more like self-projection and you see a lot of people doing it these days what's your source where did you get this from what article did you read this from who said this it can't be you because i definitely can't think for myself so you definitely shouldn't think for yourself as well it's just very funny you know whenever someone asks me for source my default response is god told me <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah you will say to you also have a consultancy service right you've mentioned it couple of times on your telegram channel as well can you tell us something about it okay yes the consultancy service I actually just um get on a call with uh, people and what we do is mm-hmm. we talk about what the person wants to improve it, it could be anything but basically the things that i talk about on my telegram channel and not really my tweets because i don't really do consultancy based on my tweet topics i can tweet on a variety of topics so i focus mainly on what i talk about in the telegram channel it could be about women you know i've had a lifelong interest in learning about women and how they behave and why they do what they do i've even made two threads one about men and another about women and those went viral so if you, if a person wants to talk about women then i'll dedicate the uh, a certain amount of my time to them for a fee of course so we can talk about those things and probably he tell me what is happening with him and I'd give him advice on what I think he should improve on or we could talk about business if you want to improve your business and you tell me about what you do and I'll give you my own opinions not professional but my own opinions on how you can improve that business and probably the next steps you should be thinking about We could talk about manipulation, we could talk about psychology, social dynamics, how people behave and you tell me about events and I try to explain those things to you and try to give you instances and how you can, you know, or how you could have gone through these things much more effectively and better. We could talk about productivity, which is the main topic of my book. I'm obsessed with productivity. I used to work 15 hours when I was in the cafe. That was like some 5 years ago before I uh, left. I used to work 15 hours a day. I was sleeping 4 hours a day, sometimes 3. It was really like a very it was an intoxicating period of my life. I loved it and you know always trying to recreate that moment or even surpass it so there are a variety of things we can talk about 
and you can always pick what you want to talk about you can talk about more than one thing and i've heard a lot of good reviews of course from people who have um participated in the consultancy service and i try to be very modest i don't charge a lot because i know that most of the people who want these services might be students some are business people who can afford to pay but there are students who I don't want to charge a lot because this knowledge would be useful to them and I don't want payment to be a barrier but of course uh, you know that opportunity cost is also there so I can't just give away my time for nothing so and it, it's been going really great you know I've gotten a bunch of people who participate in the, con in the, in the consultancy service usually I take like five people at a go but this time I didn't specify how many people I'm taking, so it's it's going great. So glad to hear that you're you're really helping a lot of people, not just by consultancy, but even all your insights. You know, you you're one such person that you can we can talk about literally anything from you, and you'll have some great insights. I remember once uh, speaking to you on Twitter Spaces about semen retention. I didn't expect, but you still had uh, some deep insights on this. Also. Most importantly, just like you said, productivity. I'm, I can't say I'm obsessed with it. I try to be productive. I try to be as efficient as I can. Sometimes I fail, sometimes I pass. Once I reached out to you a few months ago about some scheduling problem, you recommended me a habit of using stopwatch to measure the times that I'm putting in my activities. And that helped a lot. Really, really thankful for that. You know, this the stopwatch technique is actually something I learned like um, a while ago. It it helps a lot because you can keep an exact track of how much time you're spending on a particular activity. For instance, if you want to go bait, you start your stopwatch, you get in the bathroom, when you come out you stop it and you see exactly how long it took in the bathroom. Now, the reason for this is so that you know whether you do things slowly or you do things fast. Let's say you uh, have one hour to do a particular project. If you start your stopwatch when you start the project and you stop your stopwatch when you stop the project, you can see that perhaps you didn't spend exactly one hour. You might have spent one hour, 30 minutes. So you ask yourself, what was I doing the rest of the 30 minutes on this project? Was I working the entire time or was I distracted? most of the time and once you understand that okay i might have been distracted for like 30 minutes then you understand that okay you've you've just wasted 30 minutes on something you should have used one hour for what distracted me was it my phone if it was your phone then you know that definitely you cannot like work on a project with your phone next to you next time so you know that for a fact because you have checked the numbers and they have clarified it for you you don't even have to like use your intuition or maybe guess or maybe just you know you know for a fact that you've spent 30 extra minutes on something you were supposed to spend only one hour on so you know that next time your phone should be away from you it's not even something that you have to like think about it's it's a fact if you use this technique for almost everything you do, not everything though, but almost everything you do that requires productivity, then it becomes much easier for you to keep track of the things that waste your time in the day and the things that you should focus more attention on and how you can like tunnel vision. You just focus on one activity. When you get it done, 
and you move on to the next activity that's how you get things done in the day you can do like maybe 20 things in a day but if you're distracted you might only be able to achieve like 15 of those things that you wanted to achieve in the day and that is a big difference because if you take like 15 things instead of 20 in one week you're gonna have five multiplied by seven things that you're supposed to do that's like 35 things that you didn't do in a week that you could have gotten done imagine doing like 35 yeah. things in a week and someone who didn't do 35 things in a week that's a huge difference so getting that much done within the span of you know that that period it's it's gonna put you like in a much much farther distance than those that are not doing doing it exactly like that so i think the reason that the stopwatch method works is like you just said that you said very clearly you are not depending on abstract uh, thinking that okay i might have spent the time required one hour or something you have something solid you have an exact time which you can introspect on later and uh, most of the productivity gurus whenever you go to them for productivity tips they recommend to keep a checklist or a task list do you think that helps well i have a I do have a task list on my uh, as part of the product it's like um a tracking list for the things you want to do in a day you don't have to use it exactly but you could put like the most important things that you wanted to do in a day on it and then tick them off as you go i highly recommend if even if you're not going to use that you should definitely use a to-do list it's very important you keep track of the things that are very important in the day that you need to get done in on that day and then when you do it you tick it off and th- there's always this feeling of uh you know it's like momentum building when you tick off something from your to-do list and you tick off another thing there's this momentum building you don't want to stop you want to get to the end you want to tick off everything on your to-do list but if you don't have a to-do list you it's possible that you do one, two, three, four, and then you stop there when you have like 10 things to do in a day. So a to-do list is very important. And the stopwatch just complements it by giving you an idea, like an exact idea of how much time you're spending on a certain activity and how much time you're supposed to spend on that activity. I don't mostly like use it, but because I'm, I've already like, it's ingrained in me when I want to do something, I just tap my stopwatch and just check. It's also fun because I, I get to see, can I do this thing faster? I did it in so-so so amount of time yesterday. Can I do it faster? I'm obsessed with like doing things very, very quickly. So <laughs> I want to beat my previous record to do yeah. this thing faster. And not just faster, but more efficiently. Like, can I do this thing better, but even faster than I did it yesterday? And when you do that, it, it gets more fun. The activities aren't that boring. You're trying to beat time and you're trying to also beat your, you know, quality record from the previous day or whenever was the last time you did it. And it gets a lot of, it, it gets fun. It's not just about, you know, some boring activity that you have to do and then just get done with. Yeah, this is very true because you're bringing a competitive aspect in your daily routine. So it makes it like a game. It can you beat your high score. <laughs> yeah, this is very actionable, I think. I'll be yeah. implementing it definitely. And what worked best for me was, uh, I use this app called Google Calendar. So everyone has a task list. I do have a task list, but I give the every task a specific time so it's 
a calendar that has my task in designated times so that works very well for me because it's like uh, achieving targets i have an interesting question an interesting topic to talk about all right i've heard illimitable man talk about modafinil modafinil for monk mode have you ever used modafinil for productivity no i have not used modafinil for productivity but i can like tell you that i have not used drugs to increase productivity i don't um i'm not a perpetual drug user per se but i'm not okay. totally against the use of drugs for instance if you were to use uh this one is very it's a very popular drug lsd um lsd it's a very popular drug that um it's a, it's also very expensive you don't just take it you have to microdose it now the, these drugs are not just used for you to do things faster but i said in a uh, in a tweet i think uh, yesterday or the day before that if you were competing with someone that is using drugs to expand their way of thinking from one dimensional to two three dimensional how do you expect to win that is a very big question because you don't expect to win against me when i am using drugs to enhance my method of thinking i'm not just thinking in one dimensional i'm not thinking in just the practical aspect but i'm thinking in psychological pathological you know sense of the word anticlimactic uh, made a thread on the different ways of thinking and it was very interesting i spoke to him about it once and he told me that there are different ways of thinking there are like the pathological thought there is psychological thought and i think there's a third one also so using drugs expands consciousness and the 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 routes in which a person thinks it can increase the amount of you know let's say tributaries in which you're thinking you're not just thinking in one direction but probably two three directions and that is what gives people an edge against those who don't use drugs and believe yes. me or not those who are in the in the higher ups those those people that you consider the elites they use drugs to enhance their thinking so people who are against the use of drugs to enhance thinking i don't really know how they want to compete with those people i'm not saying it's impossible but it's going to be very difficult because these people they are doing things that is going to be very very hard for you to do when you're not under the influence like they think about things that th- these things that you would that you would normally take like maybe let's say 3 days to come up with just come to them in an instant their mind has been expanded and within that frame of mind is where ideas come in ideas that you might like very simple ideas they are just straightforward very obvious but you will not think about these things they will think about these things immediately and they will implement it even when they are of the influence they know that this thought came this particular thought came to them when they were under the influence and there's a reason why it came to them it's because they couldn't like visualize it when they were in the when they were sober per se so they know to prioritize these things and that is where people get a lot of ideas that they use that you be wondering how did this person come up with this very simple obvious idea that i couldn't think of it's because of drugs so modafinil is uh cocaine a lot of drugs that people use for productivity these people want to stay awake at night they don't want to sleep they want to work and work and work and work and they use these drugs to keep them awake and sober so that they can like 
work and work and work and they are working so that they can surpass you so you ask yourself how do i surpass these people are you going to use drugs or are you going to like really like if you're not going to use drugs then you have to be very very dedicated you cannot do this thing like let's say you can't have acid you can't say i'm going to do it today i'm not going to do it tomorrow then another day i'm going to do it you have to do it every single day you have to practice at it you have to perfect it if not there is no way that you're going to be able to compete with these people because they are enhancing their biology and you're not you're allowing yourself to go back and forth back and forth the competition just gets ahead of you and a lot of people don't want to accept it because they, they, some people don't want to like they don't want to say oh, no I'm, I, I don't want to use drugs I don't want to be a drug user but the fact is that if you're going to compete in the real world you have to have an edge so it's either you're very consistent like someone replied to a tweet I, I, I made is either you're very consistent at what you do to make sure that you perfect it and get to the topmost level that you can or you simply use drugs just there are just two options nowhere else you know i'm so glad i'm so glad you touched this topic because i am i've been willing to talk about this topic for a long time i've had a huge conversation with uh, my friend lord psycho about the same topic that the use of drugs the use of performance enhancing drugs it is looked at from a very bad perspective people say that if someone is using peds to enhance their performance in different fields for example when it comes to bodybuilding the use of steroids when it comes to the top of uh, corporate so it's the use of such enhancing drugs like modafinil or even psychedelics so people think very badly of them this perspective of pe- that people have that whoever uses peds their performance can be excluded you know we should not consider them even in the competition this is very very wrong if someone is using peds you cannot compete on them at any level and as um, papa cm says that in the top of the hierarchy use of drugs is not an exception but it's the rule and your your morality is stopping you from using these drugs and you think that you will exclude their performances because of course they are using drugs but the thing is that they get more results than you and nobody cares about what methods someone uses to get results <laughs> as far as they yeah. get results and you are not they are moving ahead of you so you're just losing and you're just a sore loser and it just It just ends up exactly. not in your favor and I don't exactly. I don't know why people don't want to don't want to you don't want to accept this simple reality that they're getting ahead of you and it's paining you because it's hurting you because you're not using drugs you don't want to use drugs but whether you use drugs or you don't use drugs they're still getting ahead of you they're getting more results they're making more money you're just a loser so whatever your morality is you just have to consider what do this what does this way of doing things what results does it get me that's just what you need to consider because the world it doesn't really care about your morality or your belief system or principles it's just the results exactly again it's the it's a means of virtue signaling people are you know flexing that i don't use drugs he uses so i am better than him no the only thing that matters is what you're bringing on the table and the one who's enhanced he'll outperform you by a mile and you'll be crying that that okay i didn't use ped so i should be selected this is not how world works definitely not so okay moving on uh you just mentioned that there are different dimensions of thinking yes i am very interested in this topic of psychedelics 
you've ex- you, you've researched on this the psychedelic part ayahuasca lsd well i actually haven't done lsd because the place the country that i live in particularly they are not available what is available is actually cocaine and if you wanted to do lsd you would have to import them and of course that is a very long affair and i have not really bothered to you know looking to get in some of them yeah but i have done a variety of drugs and of course drinking and so many different things and i have compared these things to what you would might call virgin thought or natural thought or what you, how you think when you are sober and the difference is very clear i could probably extrapolate how a person would think when he's on lsd and how a person thinks when he's not on lsd is very obvious but i could probably extrapolate how a person would think when he's on lsd you don't think about things like uh, i'm i'm also making a reference to my friend uh anticlimacus that's ac on twitter he said this to me he said um yeah yeah psychological thought is not about thinking in one dimension like i said before it's multiple dimensions what this really means is that you're not thinking about one thing but you're thinking about a b c d all at once but not just in like a separate not just every one of these entities on its own but how these things connect to each other you never think about one thing on its own but you always think about a thing and how it connects to multiple others your thought is never about a singular thing it's always about an interconnection between multiple things and this was how i came up with this particular idea that synchronicity is proof of duality up till today i wasn't really i've not been i haven't been able to like clarify how that thought came to me but i checked it online i checked the meaning of these two words even though i knew these words before but how that particular thought came to me mm-hmm. was always a mystery so i checked the two words online and i confirmed it that it's true synchronicity is proof of duality duality is the it's uh this idea that nature of things is not just one like multiple things could be related and then synchronicity is also this idea that something happening in a different place that seems somehow unrelated to another thing happen happening in another place could somehow be related even though there is no direct connection to prove it like you start thinking about a friend of yours you haven't spoken to them in a while or anything and then that friend just calls you that is what you call synchronicity you just start thinking about them and then they just they just call you so you wonder how is it that i'm thinking about this person now and this person decides to call me is it possible that my thinking about them and them calling me are somehow related that is why i said synchronicity which is you thinking about them and them calling you is proof of duality which is you and that person are somehow like connected in a dimension that you're not really aware of and that thought doesn't come to you when you are sober you don't think about things like that when you are sober you think about things like that when you are under the influence when your natural thought processes are inhibited and a different kind of thought process is now released and that is how you get to a different dimension of thinking from the one that people are usually familiar like the normal one that people are familiar with wow this this is very esoteric and interesting stuff to think about it the total light spectrum okay the light 
it's like it goes from uh, gamma waves to long radio waves so it's a it's a huge spectrum yeah. and the visible light the visible spectrum that we can see it's a it's a tiny bit of it okay so yes. we can see a small section of the total light so there are there are so many things that are in front of us that we cannot see and to think about it this the what we call about what we call of the uh, beings of another dimensions they can literally be in front of us but still will be unable to see them and it is said that while you are under the influence of psychedelics you tap into this dimension you get to interact with these beings yes It's very Actually, interesting stuff to think about i i have a friend that is very interested in this particular uh he calls it spiritual but he doesn't really want to call it spiritual but he calls it that because that is the simplest way mm-hmm. to convey this particular information to the average person Indeed. it's more like the vibration of these they are higher be whether you want to accept it or not they are higher beings and although i'm not a religious person i'm not uh i don't have a particular religion that i say okay i'm of this religion i'm not an atheist either because i don't want to be labeled I'm a human being that's the only label I have for very very I'm very sensitive about that. He 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 talks about this vibrations. He says we are of uh, beings of lower vibration and they are being beings of higher vibrations and we cannot like we cannot experience that higher vibration because it's above the level of our own vibrations as human beings. So for you to tap into that dimension you have to increase your own vibration which means that these things that you call spirituals or angels or metaphysical are actually just higher vibrations compared to your own human vibrations and there are ways for you to tap into these things and a lot of people will testify this um Deja tell, uh, talks about this on Twitter. He he recently talked about how Rick and Morty yeah. are about you know the the demon possessing thing about Rick and Morty, and that was a very interesting thing he said. I also grew up with the pastor, and of course I I I wasn't very interested in church or anything, but I always knew that metaphysical things were you know they were real. A lot of my friends have told me about different experiences that they have had with the metaphysical, and if you think about it. it makes a lot of sense when you consider it from a different angle instead of just thinking oh it's uh, something i don't understand it's possible that just like air air is a thing but you can't really see it but you can feel it now these metaphysicals yeah. they exist but they, you have no direct means of experiencing them and the ways of the ways for yeah. you to experience them are not really straightforward so they confuse people when people get confused what do they do they just give in to the simplest like they give in to the simplest explanations they don't exist or there are things i can never understand people don't really put a lot of effort into trying to understand some of these things just a little bit higher vibration than you and you can no longer experience them in the normal human realm you have to increase your vibration that is where a lot of these things come into play esoterics some people think esoterics are rubbish but they are really just confused they don't understand what these things are all about and of course you can't really blame them because talking about spirituality and all these things it's it's not the it's not the most you know convincing topic for someone to just yeah i believe all these things even though they are not seeing evidence everybody wants evidence 
just like the what is your source people online they're always asking for source it's just the, it's the same way that everybody wants to see physical i want to see physical evidence the point is that you can't see physical evidence that is exactly the point that you cannot see physical evidence and you have to recondition your way of thinking to understand that the way of experiencing this thing is not in the physical conventional methods that you see otherwise it all doesn't make sense if you could experience them in the physical form then what is the point of everything like what's the point of we trying to explain to you that it's not in the physical sense you understand what i'm saying exactly yeah. because everyone would know it by default <laughs> everybody would know by default so if it were that simple then it, it wouldn't be a topic for us to even be talking about we wouldn't be talking about whether you can see a rock or not whether water was wet nobody talks about those things because they are there by default and the reason why we talk about these things is because you need to pay a little more you need to give it a little more time pay more attention and be a little more careful in how you, you evaluate these things and how you get yourself into a different realm well people don't pay attention to these things and then they just what is your source show me evidence you know when you zoom out everything starts to make sense it's all about you know looking things from a third perspective that is what people lack yeah also the, the guys who are all into psychedelics and uh, all these kinds of metaphysical stuff people think that they are weird they are stupid no i think that these guys have tapped into something that we cannot even think about that is why they are the way they are and the way your friend describes vibration i think it can be equated to the concept called consciousness yes is it possible yes that's exactly higher he, consciousness he, being lower consciousness being he, he talked about that as well it was a, an alternative way of explaining the okay. entire metaphysical thing when you think about when you think about these um spiritual things in a in a non-conventional way it's like the ants think that okay um there's this particular anecdote that um it's a very popular anecdote to the ant mm-hmm. the ant queen is a very important being she uh she births more ants for their colony and you know they have a community or whatever that they live in but to us human beings they are not important you could literally just kill an entire ant colony and nothing happened like life just goes on like nothing happened at all now we as humans like someone said we're just used to being the predators rather than the prey so yeah. when it comes to a point where we are now the ants rather than the humans because to the higher consciousness we are the ants we are the unimportant beings we are the ones that could be wiped out of existence and nothing happens so it it becomes very weird because we are used to being the predators yeah. we literally kill almost any animal we want and eat we eat plants as in there are very very few things that predate on humans i don't think there's there's even a, uh, a particular species that you know their main source of feeding is human beings but human beings feed on cows they they feed on so many different things goats uh sheep we have so many chickens we have so many things that we consider oh this one is food this one is food i want to eat pork i want to eat this. yes you have so many things that you want to eat somebody might just sit down and be like oh i'm craving chicken so many different things that we just consider food the only thing we consider them is food but there is no single species that considers human beings food so when it comes to these higher vibrational beings and the possibility that we might not be as important as we think we are 
arises it just confuses people because I've, I've, I'm, I'm used to being the predator I've been uh, I was born the predator I'm used to being that all my life so how is it possible that I might just be the ants in this case it, it confuses people and it's not something that you, you don't expect someone to willingly accept that it's not a really enjoyable thing to accept or even interesting thing to accept yeah whenever you whenever we whenever someone discusses about the possibilities of the presence of higher beings at the end the only insecurity that troubles people is acceptance they cannot accept the fact that they are not the supreme being we have been leading the earth relatively very recently again if we zoom out we are we are insignificant beings we are nothing when it comes to the grand scheme of things yet we think that everything is revolving around us it's just about a matter of time before people begin to realize all these things even the people that call themselves atheists who refuse to um research into whether the metaphysical is actually a thing you know the a, a very funny thing that people don't um consider is that we as human beings we don't we don't make any effort to prove our existence to ants so if human beings don't make any effort to prove their existence to ants why do you th- why would you think that a superior being in the metaphysical mm. realm would try to prove their existence to you as a human being when you are like the ant to them it it's just a very ridiculous way of thinking like if they exist why don't they prove to us that they exist do we ever try to prove Absolutely. ourselves to the ants and people don't think about these things they are just deluded to a like very large degree absolutely the more we expand on this topic it becomes pretty much clear that the chances of a presence of higher being other than humans it is it is well over 90% i'm pretty sure that there is someone watching me right now <laughs> speaking about them <laughs> I've heard all these crazy stories about people's life being changed after consuming ayahuasca. I'm really curious about ayahuasca. It's also said that you don't find a uh, mother ayahuasca. Ayahuasca finds you instead whenever you need it. <laughs> it definitely finds you. Yeah, exactly. When you need it the most, it will find you. You don't need to find it. And also everyone who has tried psychedelics in their life, yeah, during their trip they always see a um personified version of this higher being have you heard about this that uh whenever someone consumes ayahuasca if they describe their trip later they say that they saw mother ayahuasca they saw a feminine being well i i can't really talk about this um particular insight because i haven't um i haven't i don't have a, any experience on it i haven't even spoken to anybody who has done it particularly but i think that it's possible perhaps based on a person's um pre-existing thoughts on what they expect to see yeah. they see something probably similar just like dreams dreams come from what were already in your mind before but the entire idea is always the same that you experience a higher reality than the one that you are used to but the setting of that reality is sometimes perhaps based on what is already in your mind so i think that that is probably it and of course um the feminine is the most prevalent image in 
I'd say probably 99% of people on earth, including women and men, and even children. I don't think there's any strong imagery of men, particularly in people's minds. Very true. Very true. So, okay, this, I guess this is the end of the podcast. We'll leave on the high. Maybe we'll do another episode following this one at some point of time. Thanks for coming here. You will say it. I had the time of my life discussing these concepts with you. I really appreciate you having me on this podcast. It's really an honor. I look forward to uh, the next one if there is going to be a next one. There has to be a next one. <laughs> There's so much we haven't talked about. <laughs> Definitely. Until ne- until next time then. Thanks for coming. Thank you. All right. <laughs>